0: Hey, beautiful people. It's almost the end of 2019. And so I wanted to share with you an annual review where I highlight my epic fails, but also all the awesome things that came out of 2019. And I highly recommend you do something similar. So let's dive in. Are you tapping into your potential? Are you then taking that potential and turning it into a purposeful and profitable online offering so you can impact more people, share your skills and expertise and make a dent in the world? And are you doing this while living a life that fills you with purpose, happiness, and opportunities for growth? This may all sound too good to be true, and I am telling you it isn't. These are the big questions that I seek to answer on the Untap Show, a podcast for go getting humans who know that more is possible for them in life and who want to make real changes and live up to and beyond their human potential. In this weekly podcast, I share nuggets of wisdom on how to do this, combined with inspiring interviews with everyday humans who are doing this right. Now, so that we can all learn from each other. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson, a best-selling author, podcaster, blogger, lifelong learner triathlete and lover of handstands and who took her humble blog back in 2010 and somehow managed to turn it into a multiple six-figure business by creating different revenue streams based around my skills, talents and knowledge and I know that this is possible for you too. So every single week that's what you're going to hear here on this podcast to give you inspiration, motivation, strategy and tactics to do this for yourself and to lead a purpose-driven life. So let's dive in to this week's show. So you may remember at the very beginning of this podcast, the untapped podcast, episode 001 was actually at the beginning of this year. So we are at episode 47 now. And that is curious to me because I thought that I had released a podcast every single week of the year, apart from last week, when I have to apologize, you got nothing. And that is the first week that I missed one. And I feel really bad for that because I've pretty much smashed it every single week of this year from when it started, which was January the 8th. And we've got a couple more weeks of this year. And the reason for that is when you do your first ever half Ironman and then sell your house and move house all in one week and you haven't pre-planned content, you frankly don't have enough energy to or time to get a podcast out. So, I do apologize for that. That was the first when I didn't have anything else lined up and I just had nothing to give you. So, you wouldn't have wanted a podcast from me last week, although I was immensely proud that I achieved my half Iron Woman. And we're going to go into that. So, in the very first episode of this podcast, and if you've been listening all year to every single episode, thank you from the bottom of my heart. It means a lot. This podcast has actually grown a lot this year as well, which I'll come to, but I'm really excited about that. So this episode number one was called 19 things I will and will not do in 2019. I also did it as two separate vlogs on my YouTube channel and for the first time in this entire year bar maybe the first month when I put this out and was reading your comments on the blog I have just looked back at these and I'm not gonna lie it's not pretty I think I pretty much missed almost everything so let me run through these quickly and then give you a recap of what actually happened this year and why it's totally fine with me that I missed so many of these. As an upholder I find this pretty surprising but when I reveal to you what really happened this year I think you'll probably have pretty decent understanding and I have a lot of compassion for myself in this moment as to why so many of these got missed. And even reading them now, I must admit, what the heck was I thinking? Okay, so here's how I did. 10 things I will not do in 2019 were the following. I will not sign up to any more newsletters or opt-ins. I actually have to say that this was pretty much on target. I think for the first half of the year, I didn't. And then as the year went on, I did. And what I didn't put in here, but I think it should have been implied, was that I will only sign up for something that is absolutely useful and going to move the needle on learning for me, my business, or my personal growth. So I do have to say that I continue to unsubscribe from a lot of emails. Unfortunately, because my email has been around for so long now, I get subscribed automatically To people's emails list who have paid for emails. That frustrates the hell out of me. So I continue to unsubscribe ruthlessly to newsletters. I also only signed up for a handful. So pretty happy with that one. Number two, I will not check email every day. I literally want to snort out loud, except I can't snort right now. What a joke. If anything, I think I did more email checking in 2019 than ever. In fact, I've been quite frustrated at my lack of ability to disconnect from my phone. It's become such an extension of my hand and such a trigger to just flick through the apps, particularly email, but just flick through stuff as if I'm achieving something when I'm usually not. I mean, I'm pretty specific about what I'm doing on my phone, but it's got out of control. So that didn't happen. I must admit there were lots of days when I didn't check email, weekends in particular, but I think I checked it more often than in previous years so epic fail there and I have some good remedies in place to stop that next year number three I will not sign up for any webinars I did really well on this actually I think I signed up for three and I attended part of one but on the whole I just really watched people's sales funnels and how they did things and I didn't actually really watch any webinars and the ones that I did sign up for were quite useful But I had forgotten that that was one of my goals. Number four, I will not buy any more online courses. I did awesome on this until the last four weeks when I intentionally bought things. One of these was during the Black Friday sales and the other ones came pretty much in the last four weeks um, over November into December when I specifically found discounts and courses that came out that were very relevant to what I want to learn, including one on SEO one on Facebook ads, one on your sort of solidifying your funnel, very specific. I've put them, one on copywriting, which I actually found. I didn't buy that. I found that from previous. And what I did do is go through courses that I have bought before and I've put them all into Asana. And I think there are seven courses in there that I'm going to be going through over the next 30 days. Like in January, I'm just going to absolutely blitz and go through these courses and upskill like crazy and implement and test so that I can then transfer that knowledge to you. So that felt really good. I must admit, I did pretty much stick on course with that, but obviously I didn't not buy any more online courses. That was a bit redonkulous given I'm an educator and I'm a prolific lover and advocate of launching courses and supporting people who launch courses. Number five, I will not fall victim to the comparison game. Again, shocker. And I wrote here, I will not, this one's going to be tough. As 2018. I fell into a hole of comparison and it was not pretty. <laughs> I must admit it was better this year. And that was in huge part thanks to you and my community for believing in me and just all the beautiful feedback that I've received this year has absolutely restored my faith in everything that I do. So that's been huge. So even though I still had imposter syndrome, I definitely was doing a lot less comparing, but it is something that I think we constantly need to work on because it really does not help at all. And I would like to say that it's going to rear its ugly head and continue to, but I have got it under better control. However, it definitely happened this year. Number six, I will not spend more than one hour a day on social media. Again, laughable. However, I think the main culprit for my social media uh, time spent has been Instagram, and I have been putting in a lot of effort this year to understand it better, to get better engagement. And I've actually made sales through Instagram, I've gained new clients, new community members, even new friends. So, in that respect, that one to two hours a day potentially that goes on that has been pretty well invested. Facebook, I've dropped off completely. Like I don't do a lot on there anymore. And only just at the end of this year, have I started engaging and seeing some good results. But that's just from a personal point of view with my friends. LinkedIn, sporadic. YouTube started off the year well, and then kind of have come off it but I've got big plans for next year because I've missed it and then outside of that I hired a lovely lady Kayla to do my Pinterest so I don't do anything on there but she's doing a great job and driving more traffic and getting more engagement. So I certainly do not spend a lot of time on social media and it's quite specific but it was a heck of a lot more than an hour a day. The stats on your phone and your computer just don't lie. Number seven, I will not buy any coffees. (laughs) I am unsure where this came from. I think I'd been reading a Dr. Livy book at the start of the year, which was about how you should just go for a month without having coffee because it'll actually really help you. And it'll help all sorts of things in terms of your parasympathetic nervous system and your stress levels and your anxiety and your skin and all these wonderful things. And I also had I knew that I was going in to probably be starting a job and I thought, great, as a business development person in that role, I wouldn't actually be buying the coffees because my company card would, which in effect did actually happen quite a lot. I didn't buy as many of my own coffees. We also had a coffee machine at work and that made really great coffees, but you just can't not buy any coffees in New Zealand. It is the land of amazing coffee. So that one was interesting not my smartest move. And I think a few people commented on the blog post about that one saying, are you sure? I did, however, reduce my coffee consumption for the first three months of the year. There's a theme here. A lot of these things lasted the first three to six months. And then, you know, you need to come back and revisit all these things and have them as a constant and an action plan to make them happen, because that's how you set intentions and goals and make them a reality. I should know this. I teach it. Number eight, I will not hide behind any preconceived identity. Hmm. So what did I actually say about that? I'm just going to read it out to you. You've probably heard me speak, blog, write or vlog about the massive change over the last two years of moving away from being known as the suitcase entrepreneur to just being known as me. For a long time, there was a lot of stuff wrapped up around the identity that I was sharing and I finally released that so I can just be me. This year is all about being me, raw, unfiltered, completely nutty me, having fun, doing cool stuff. Doing stuff because I enjoy it, because it challenges me, because it stimulates me, and because it helps me, and will ultimately help you. This year is all about unfiltered Natalie, and nothing about trying to be somebody that I don't want to be. And I think we could all do with a touch more of that in our lives. So this is an interesting one, because I didn't hide behind any preconceived identity this year. But in many ways, I changed my own preconceived identity about who I was by getting a job for four days a week and cramming my business into a day a week. And then realizing as the year went on that my business was getting more successful and I couldn't just try and squeeze that into a day a week and a few evenings. I definitely have been very raw and unfiltered and completely me as much as possible, especially with my friends and my relationships and my family. I don't know if I did enough of that with my community. And that is something that I really want to work on in 2020. I have to say as a complete vulnerable moment here that I just don't do that enough because I frankly, I just find it really interesting. I don't think I see it as a sign of weakness if something isn't going well, but most things just kind of go great in life because that's what I, how I show up in the world. That's how I see life. That's how I view life. That's how I go out intentionally into the world, and life kind of loves me back, and we have this beautiful symbiotic relationship where usually good stuff is happening. I've also been blessed to have a awesome family upbringing, not perfect, but really good in the scheme of things, and so, yeah, I often find that I am just me, and I love life, and I always see opportunities and goodness, and I'm grateful for things all the freaking time, so I don't know how I can be much more vulnerable because stuff is usually going really well. That said, I was very clear this year on being very raw about my burnout, which was an epic moment of realization and massive learning. Yeah, I think I've shared quite a lot this year about the trials and tribulations behind juggling all this work, taking on too much, getting burnt out, triathlon ups and downs, getting my ass kicked with training, having the dream home, selling the dream home, finding another lovely home, a lot of things actually that went on this year that I think I put out there. I'd love to hear from you if you feel that I was sharing enough of that because that would be really useful for me to hear. All right, number nine was, (laughs) this is totally funny, I will not launch any more courses and that was 100% completely true up until such time in September when I felt inspired to launch launch your damn course accelerator. And I'm so freaking glad that I did, my friend, because that went incredibly well. That was when I totally fell back in love with my business, when I realized I launched courses super well, when I ended up running not one, but three cohorts over the space of four months. And they were epic and the people are amazing and people launched their damn courses and they made money and they grew their lists and they built their confidence up, and it absolutely inspired me to carry on and do more of that in 2020. So I'm really happy that I didn't do anything until September. I think I kept that creativity within my business, building it up, mixing it in with the job, and then it was time to pounce and strike, and I did, and I'm super grateful to that. So more of that to come in 2020 and very strategically. And then... Well, let's go into things that I said I would do in 2019. I will focus on deep work sessions. And at the time that I wrote this, I had been reading Cal Newport's Deep Work, Rules for a Focused Success in a Distracted World. And to be fair, I didn't finish the book. I read two-thirds of it. I was so inspired that I was like, yes, I absolutely will do more deep work, which is essentially when you book in about two to three hours a day, at least, where you just lose track of time, you switch off all distractions, and you focus in on one thing. And it's something that apparently we have become incredibly poor at doing. And we can't not have 17 different distractions going on, browsers open, music on, videos on, people around, all that sort of stuff. And he's saying we've lost the art of just being able to focus in on one thing. And when you do, you actually become so much more effective and do really powerful, important work. You get to think more deeply. Uh, you get to expand your mind. You put your best work forward. So I'm going to give myself a five out of 10 on that because there were many pockets of time where I think I did a pretty damn good job of this. And then I just frankly had too much work this year. So there was a point midway through the year and later when I was constantly busy in my mind and constantly busy in the work that I was doing and that was just before I got burnt out and that was not a pleasant place to be and by that stage I was definitely not doing deep work I was doing just way too much work number two I will meditate daily actually from January I hit almost every single day of January February did really well March actually right through until May then for whatever reason probably over winter things being a bit colder etc I slackened off for around one to two months so I was doing it more intermittently then I picked it up again and around August and was pretty pretty damn decent with it and right through until this last month and around the time before that when the cohort started and I got a little bit burnt out I was really enjoying it and getting a lot of benefits from it and for whatever reason in the last month have not been able to keep that regularity but It has probably been my best year for meditating regularly, and if you give me one second, I am going to open up my Insights Timer app, which is currently blanked out because I'm in no looking at your phone time, but I can override that. So let's just have a quick look and see what my stats were. So it sounds like I've done 273 total days and 3,000 minutes of meditation. That seems like more than I thought. Ah, that's because it's since May 2017. So at October 2019, I had, what were my milestones? In January, I did 20 consecutive days. In February, I did 10 consecutive days. And then the interesting thing is because it dates back from when you started it. So I would probably say that I did about 200 days of meditation this year, which is by far in my way. The best year for meditating. I have so much more that I can learn about this and understand and implement and master. And I definitely felt like it was more fun for me this year. I really recommend the Insights Timer app. It is free up to a certain extent. You can use it for free all your life, but I have the paid version. It's well worth it. I think it's $99 a year. I get access to all the courses and the courses are courses of meditation, by the way. So I bought, I listened to a few of those these year, and they were brilliant, especially one around my time of burnout that was around stress and anxiety and was 10 days of this amazing lady who made a huge difference in my life. Okay, number three, I will write down three things I'm grateful for each day. I didn't write it down but I said it almost every single day and I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain on that. I either thought it or said it or Josh and I would say it together in bed and first thing in the morning or bed at night or I would just randomly throughout the day think of things that I was grateful for and actually most of my gratitudes started happening when I was doing triathlon training especially when I was out on like an hour run or I was in the swimming pool for 40 minutes I actually started doing more than just three gratitudes and then I'd start sending gratitudes to my friends and peers and people around the world and um yeah, it'd be neat to know if anybody kind of <laughs> picked up on that, if they felt the love and the energy that I was sending them. So uh, wasn't written down every day. That is going to be rectified in 2020, but definitely have had a lot of gratitude this year and very regularly. Number four, I will read every day. You know, that should have really been a more specific goal because technically I have read every day. I've read a blog post. I've read an email. I've read Newsroom Pro almost every single day, which is a great daily source of news in New Zealand and around the world, written by independent journalists. I've read pretty much all of those, and they're five days a week. I have read several books. I've also Listened to many books while I was out on my triathlon training, but if it was reading a book every day, that was pretty poor this year. I've done a lot more audiobook reading, which I love, and a big part of that is going to change in 2020 because I'll share with you how I'm going to do that. One simple thing that I have started doing, which I think is going to make a huge difference to my life, I will reveal at the end of this podcast. Okay, number five, I will paint once a week. I did not paint at all. I don't. I actually painted it at all if I did it's the one painting that was sitting on the easel but I have a feeling I did that last year this was probably just a real eye-opener to me that painting is not something that just comes naturally that I feel inclined to go out and do I think it's one of those things that feels like something that I should want to do and I absolutely know it'll be beneficial for me but I made zero effort or intention to make it happen and I'm kind of disappointed about that but I'm also okay with it because this year has been immense. Number six, I will write every week on my personal blog no matter how brief. I kind of thought I failed at that epically but I actually have written on my blog every single week because I have edited the podcast posts that Rhea or myself have written up and sometimes they're 200, 300, 400, 500 words. I certainly did not get into the habit of writing And I did not write actual blogs very often at all. And again, that is being rectified in 2020, but I've got a big game plan and I've also got my business back full time. So I think that's going to be implemented. I also wrote at the end of that, number six was, oh no, wait, it's coming up. Number seven, I will join at least one mastermind in 2019. That didn't happen. My mastermind that I created carried on. Um, I wouldn't really necessarily call it a mastermind. It was called the Thrive Board. It's a bunch of local women entrepreneurs, four or five of us. It was actually incredibly hard to get us together once a month for dinner, way harder than I thought. And I had a really good, honest, open conversation with the women at one point, and they were all like, yeah, this shouldn't be so hard. But I absolutely love the time that we've spent together throughout the year, and we're carrying that on. And that is, in a sense, mastermind of sorts, kind of your board of advisors and friends. So that has been fantastic, but not regular enough. And I didn't join any other mastermind. But excitingly, I have joined one for 2020, invested in it, did my due diligence, jumped on calls with people, did all the research and joined Hilary Rushford's mastermind. Elegant excellence. I'm really excited. And I'm also going to be starting own mastermind later in 2020. So that feels really good. And interestingly, I forgot that I had that as one of my things to do. So glad that it's being actioned a little bit late, but better than never. Number eight, I will podcast weekly. I'm going to give myself a big fat tick for that and give myself a nine and a 9.9 out of 10, because apart from last week, that is the only one that I missed given that I started this on the 8th of Jan, and I think that was a pretty good reason because that was the biggest week of my life this year, after having the biggest two months of my life this year, after what has definitely been one of the most immense years of my life. Uh, so I'm giving myself some slack, and I love podcasting, I love how this has grown. While I'm here, I'm going to just go and check the stats. Um, I'm loving the feedback that I'm getting from people, and in particular, in the last Probably four or five episodes. I've upped my game, I've upped the quality of the people coming on, um, how I've interviewed them, and I have been getting that feedback from you. So thank you. Really glad it's resonating. I already have some big ass, awesome guests lined up for next year. And I think big guests and big names are great. But more importantly, just people that I'm really excited are coming on the podcast. So we're at, let me just check the stats for this entire year. This year, here we go. Boom. This year, my friends, we have had oh wait for it. Ah oh, we are twelve hundred and sixty four episodes short of a hundred thousand downloads. So thank you so much. That is incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's around seven and a half thousand downloads a month. And when I started at the start of this year, um, after having a little bit of a break from it and sort of switching over from the other podcast, it was down around three to three and a half. So that is huge. Thank you so much, especially around April, kind of dived up there and then May and then again in October and some in November. So more goodness coming to you. In 2020, more amazing guests. And if there's anybody that you would love on this show, please let me know. Tag me in Instagram at Natalie Sisson of you listening to this episode and let me know who you'd love on it. Incidentally, also, it's going to be much more strategic. I appreciate it's called Untapped and it's about how to tap into your potential. And I think there's a beautiful mix between the mindset piece and then the specific how do you get paid to be you and grow an awesome income and life that you love so it's been teetering on both and I think what people have been enjoying is some of the more inspirational interviews merged in with some of the highly practical episodes teaching you the how if you want more of that let me know just again drop me an email natalie at nataliesisson.com or dm me direct message me on instagram at nataliesisson I would love it all right and then number nine Got two more to go. Was I will get a professional qualification or certification in 2019? Ah, uh, I, oh, ah, oh, I could still hit this. This is how my mind works. So I did actually go through a brilliant course on Coursera by the University of Sydney about the future of work and designing for that and I did the whole course and I have got my essay part written and I will come out with a qualification in that so that has lit a fire under my ass to finish that off reset it and get it done this year which will be very exciting so yay this is good this is good for me to review and number 10 in 2019 was drumroll please I will live write a book in 2019. Ha, huh. that was an absolute epic miss. And I'm not going to say that's a fail because I just did not have any intention of writing that book. And I think that became pretty clear early on once I got my job and I was doing four days a week and I was barely able to manage the business in a day a week, that writing a book on top of that and training for all the triathlons and the time that I was putting in and other various things that I took on this year, of which there were too many, that was not going to happen. However, I love the idea. You know, I'm going to give myself a nine out of 10 for just having the kudos to even write that. There is a book on the cards, but I've really noticed this year that that famous saying of people often overestimate what they can achieve in a year, but underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. And there are variations on that. Some people say on what you can actually achieve in three years. Either way, it's very true. You can achieve a lot less in a year than you often think. But for the longer term gain, you can achieve heaps more. So I am holding back on saying when the next book will be out. But I kind of like the idea of not pressuring that because a book is a very personal thing. And you have to be 100% willing and ready to write it. And I'm not meaning you have to have the most amazing idea and that you have to have all the space in the world because you'll never get it written then. But it does have to be a gut instinct and a very much a motivational piece from you inside in order for you to turn up and write that. And then I think you could write it in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, easy. But you have to really want it. And I'm not feeling that right now because I haven't quite got the core of the next message, but it is bubbling away. So why I wanted to share that with you is I think it's fantastic for you to reflect on the year that you have just had before you go into ideating and manifesting the year that you want. We're heading into a new decade. This is exciting and this calls for more celebration and I have been working my way through the lovely Australian Leonie Dawson's My Shining Year workbook and the first third of that book is the closing ceremony for 2019 so I have been going through writing out my best day my worst day my proudest moment the epic fails just so many things best food worst food places you visited people you wanted to spend more time etc and that's been great and now I have actually finally got into the planning for 2020 and it's a little in-depth, I'm not going to lie. This book is like 120 pages of, and it's all beautifully illustrated and there's lots of fun pictures, etc. but it's quite intense and I would say probably one of the longest over many, many days and probably over the past couple of weeks squeezing this in around stuff and just taking the time to go through it slowly and so i'm a, a huge advocate for reflecting on the year that has been and we get you to do this in life pilot as well we get you to reflect every single week and i have to credit life pilot as being a massive a massive guiding star for me and josh this year and i do have big plans to get life pilot out to the world in a much bigger way next year because I keep getting feedback from people on how valuable it's been to them no matter how much they've changed it or morphed it or merged it or worked it in with their other kind of systems and goal setting that they do and I do believe it has a unique point of difference and that's that inbuilt reflection. So please do go back over your year. Um, I would highly encourage you to take my plan your ideal year workshop it is now an online course for you that you can access at any time and I take you through this in four awesome steps and the first one is all about envisaging your perfect year ahead but it also gets you to do some reflection on where you've come from so that you know where you want to go because without looking backwards we can't possibly see how we're going to change and do things differently in 2020 and beyond if we haven't learned the lessons from this year so Head to nataliesystem.com forward slash workshop. You'll get all the details there. Um, Some beautiful testimonials on there from people who have recently been through this, who attended the live workshop. And I promise you, you'll get a ton out of it. Best investment for you that you can make as we close out 2019. A couple more things I'd like to add before I sign off this podcast, and there will be one more podcast before the end of this year, is that I have really learned so much this year. This has been one of the most challenging and stretching, stretching is just the word that I keep coming up with, years I've ever had. I learned the biggest lesson in my life is that, and I need to keep learning this year on year. I am not superwoman. I have limits. I need to create more boundaries, and I certainly need to focus 100% in on the things that I want to do and be really committed to those and not say yes to all the other opportunities that are bright and shiny and wonderful. This year I was open to doing more of that because it was an experimental year with a job and the business and the triathlon and I'm really proud of myself for what I've achieved. As I said, I completed in my first ever half Ironman and to put this in perspective in February this year, I did my first sprint triathlon, which was a quarter of the distance, of the half Ironman and I had my ass kicked and I found it really difficult trying to swim 750 meters, cycle 20 k's and run five kilometers. It felt difficult, it felt challenging and then strike forward to December the 7th of 2019 and I did four times that distance and I made it and it took seven hours and 10 minutes, the longest freaking thing I've ever done in my life and I am immensely proud for that. I have also spoken at many events this year. I have taken on a four-day-a-week job, grown my business lots, made a decent amount of profit, a lot of profit actually, considering I only did a day a week on my business pretty much. We have made almost 200000 profit on our house. We bought an investment property. I um, absolutely increased rental from my properties and, and it's getting close to my goal that I kind of want for next year. So that's been huge. I um, launched the Launch Your Damn Course Accelerator Proudest Moment, most amazing course and best learning experience I've ever designed and delivered and the feedback has been the same. Oh, so many good things. Just, yeah, big year. have done a lot of reflection on it, a lot of learning. The burnout was probably the best lesson of all and, other people saw it coming before me yet again and I've shared that in an episode so I will link to all of this over in the show notes. I'll link back to some of those best episodes that I think have been a part of this year as well as that one around burnout. You can find it at nataliesisson.com forward slash 047. This is episode 47 of this year and I'm just so thrilled that you're here. Thank you for listening to the end of this. And the one thing that I wanted to reveal, because I said I would, is what I am going to do in 2020 that I think is going to dramatically change my life for the better. Are you ready for it? Can we have another drum roll? It is this, and it may seem so simple, but it is going to change my life. I am no longer having my iPhone at the side of my bed. It is going into my new walk-in wardrobe, which is approximately two and a half meters from my bed, but it is going to sit on a charger there in airplane mode with the beautiful new bedtime alarm that comes on. It's really beautiful. It wakes you up. Just amazing. And I'm going to get out of bed to switch off that alarm, and I'm not going to take the phone back to bed with me in the morning. But more importantly, every evening, it gives me time to rest, to meditate, And to read and to not be connected. Because I found myself, especially for the last six months or so, just aimlessly checking apps and checking in on things in the evening for sometimes up to an hour, if I'm going to be really honest. And then looking back and going, how did I just spend that last hour of my life? Wow, what, in most cases, what a freaking waste of time, of my precious time that I really value. So, That may seem really simple to you but if you're nodding your head I would encourage you to try it out for all of January. I am super pumped. I've actually already been instigating it and it felt so weird the first night and then the next night I was reading a book and I slept better and this is only like two days into my experiment. So I know that it's going to make a huge difference and that is just one of many small but hugely significant changes I'm going to make in 2020 and I'm not going to stack them all in there I'm going to do one at a time and I'm super excited in the next episode to share more of the goals for 2020 and how I can help you make your dreams a reality thank you so much for listening to this episode of the untapped I am so sorry that I skipped last week but at the end of the day I'm human I've had a big year you've probably had a big year and you've got to show yourself some compassion because nobody else is going to do it for you and you are the most important person in this world and don't you forget it i'm natalie sisson you've been listening to untapped which is all about tapping into your potential this was the 2019 annual review and i frankly cannot believe we're heading into a new decade but 2020 has the best ring of all about it 2020 vision let's get crystal clear baby let's go after our dreams and make them happen